campl.ca newsroom for this week marty thompson and charlie o'connor clark folks we're at the end of the drought we've made it by this time well this this time next week and then also by monday we'll have games to talk about uh charlie and i are excited about that uh it's been too long trying to um you know trying to find stuff to talk about i think we've done a great job i think honestly i think there's so many great stories in this league i think we've done a great job with it but we're finally down to the bread and butter we're going to throw to an interview with commissioner david clanikin and christian jack uh, at the end of this i uh, will throw it in the podcast subscription uh, uh as we react to um yesterday's news about uh, about the about the format of the 2021 cpl season post the kickoff in winnipeg presented by volkswagen I guess we have to talk about playoffs. We're talking about playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> uh, your thoughts on four teams? I think it's really cool. I think it's going to be really fun. I mean, I you can you can say all you want about you know traditional league tables and and whatnot, but no, no, it's going to be really cool to see just four of these teams. Because I mean, all of these teams have kind of armed up so quickly over this off season. Uh, and it just kind of makes sense to get just just to make that that last little little stage of the season a little bit more competitive, especially down maybe the last month of this regular season. Um, and it gives you maybe a little bit more leeway if you you know if you're say a York or a Forge that started the season without being able to to train, and maybe you have to warm up to to game action a little bit more. Um, so it's more forgiving. But I think at the at the end of the day, the biggest thing is that just knockout games are really awesome right <laughs> yeah like we're about to see a ton of them in in the euros this weekend uh before these these cpl matches of course um, and it's everybody likes knockout football mm-hmm. it's, it's just always exciting um and i think it'll really be a really good kind of showcase for for this league at the end of the year yeah it just seems to match up well with how the season uh frankly, is going to start, right? Their teams are at a completely different ends of the spectrum. We'll get to that in, in into our match previews here for Saturday. Um, but, you know, whether it's training, whether it's preparation, whatever you want to call it, like it's, it's, it's a bit of a crapshoot. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think for that reason, this makes total sense. Of course, we had a three-team playoff set for 2020. That also seems, you know, intriguing and, and interesting. But I think four teams, mm-hmm. yeah, four teams just makes sense. Um, in the interim, anything else from uh, from from yesterday's announcements you want to get to? I mean, other than the fact that it's nice to, I guess, have a format to look forward to after Winnipeg, right? Yeah, yeah, and it, it's nice. I mean, we already kind of knew that it was the plan, but it's nice to have this confirmation that this is going to be a twenty-eight game season. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was kind of interesting to see uh, to see it explained how the schedule is going to be unbalanced to kind of you know minimize travel throughout the rest of the regular season. Or I think it's it's 16 games against teams in your your local region and what was it four? Or I think just four, yeah. Four. So just one trip to each, yeah, to to each of the other teams, uh, which makes sense. I think it makes a lot of sense to me. It's probably just, especially in in a year like this where you know we don't really know what things are going to be like in a month or two. Uh, it's probably the safest option, and I I actually might end up working out pretty well in terms of fostering some of these derbies right mm-hmm. if you know we're seeing more nine to five derbies down the stretch or or more al classicos then maybe those rivalries start to grow a little bit more yeah ottawa gets to play 
you know York and and Forge a lot more, and and yeah. and hopefully have something to to build off off of that. Everyone's talking about Volkswagen's all new compact SUV, the fun loving, always game 2022 Taos. Unfortunately, you're all saying it wrong. It's not the Taos or Taos or Taos. And if you think it's the Toes, Toss, or Toast, then come on, you're not even trying. It's Volkswagen's all new, perfectly sized compact SUV, Taos. And it rhymes with house. Now you're ready to visit VW.ca or your Volkswagen dealer to learn more. Volkswagen. Speaking about Ottawa, it's returned to the stage presented by Volkswagen for a fourth and final week. This week, we're looking at Ottawa and Halifax. We'll start in the nation's capital. Um, a couple of big changes this week with Ottawa. I know Jordan Webb is is going to be missing Winnipeg. Um, there's a couple other big signings. Ryan Telfer is expected to play on Saturday against FC Edmonton. That's the season opener. That's 2 p.m. Eastern time uh, on one soccer again on Saturday. Um but there are some big changes with this team coming in, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, the in the last kind of weeks since they've they've got to Winnipeg. I mean, yeah, they've they've announced that unfortunately, uh, yeah, Jordan Webb won't be be playing in Winnipeg. Uh, it's we're not quite sure what exactly uh, is going to be the situation there. It sounds like it's possible that he's back with the team when they when they return to Ottawa. Uh, but also, Bernardino won't be playing mm. this year. Which is again really unfortunate because I mean he missed out last year, resigned, was hoping to maybe get into Canada this time around and and, and play these games, hasn't worked out, uh, which is unfortunate because he seemed like a pretty talented young player, kind of Ghanaian midfielder, mm-hmm. who I know the club was quite high on, but unfortunately that's not going to work out. Uh, but in his place, there's been a lot of players come into this squad recently. Um, I think. Just a few days ago, Alberto Soto, who is another another Atletico Madrid Academy player, comes in on loan to this club, and that's kind of insane to me. <laughs> <laughs> We're hearing a lots of good things about him on the ground. Uh, I believe uh, I believe it was him that was compared to to Marco Bustos in in what Ottawa thinks he can bring to the CPL, which is which is a big ask. But I mean, you can kind of see it in his play, right? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen him play. <laughs> So <laughs> I guess I, did, I guess I did see him at training. I guess I was the only person there. <laughs> Haven't slept much this week, if you can believe it or not, uh, uh, folks. Um, what's one? Yeah, and I mean, if we can just close on Ottawa here, like, what's one big question for you coming into the first game? Because I believe you wrote the preview for Campiel.ca, and you know, it all just comes down to you know the comparing people's preseasons. You have mm-hmm. to. You know, Ottawa spent two months in Spain um, in preparation for this season. And came to the bubble before anybody else, right? If you just like that, you you have to the same 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 way we did this with other teams in previous weeks. You know, we have to talk about that preparation, right? Because it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it is, and there's no real getting around it. I mean, it's it's the mm-hmm. way it is. Um, certainly, FC Edmonton was uh, quite, or Al- Alan Koch was quite outspoken about that yesterday. He he because he said that. <laughs> His club goes is going into this game as, as clear underdogs, um, which is because of the reasonable. training. Because yeah. of the training, yeah, yeah, um, which is probably reasonable. But you know, it's also a com- pretty much completely brand new team that hasn't been playing together for particularly long compared to some of the other more more consistent CPL teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really, all that training uh, won't 
matter unless they uh, play well, right? And there's definitely a lot of a lot of questions about how exactly this squad works because I don't know how much we can read into the way they played last year because it wasn't necessarily the squad that Mister wanted to put together. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, especially how they balance this kind of Canadian core, the Drew Beckys, the Chris Manellas, the Ryan Telfers, with some of these really young uh, kind of international players. You know, our, our Sotos, our, our Rafael Nunez, mm-hmm. uh, Miguel Acosta. I, it's going to be fascinating to see how this kind of balances out. So, yeah, as mentioned, Ottawa going to open the kickoff presented by Volkswagen and the 2021 CPL season on Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Mountain time. Again, that game on one soccer. The Halifax Wanderers will follow. That's at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern time uh, on on one soccer as well against Pacific FC. Um, Let's quickly talk about Halifax. your initial impressions of this team coming into this season. I mean, you hope for a bit of improvement over last year. They kept something like 14 players, which is, you know, obviously very important in, in, in a league like this and trying to find that continuity. What's your initial impressions going into game one against PFC? Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely excited to see Halifax play. I mean, they were, they were one of the more entertaining teams in the league last year. They were just absolutely deadly on the counterattack. Uh, not a lot of teams had an answer for that. And they're basically the same up front. Um, there's definitely questions in how this team maybe copes with, for example, losing Abu Sizoko, who was a big mm-hmm. part of the way they were able to win the ball back in their press last year and play it forwards quickly. Uh, and then obviously Chris Nivienza is another big, another big loss. But uh, the general, I think, ethos of this team is the same. They've got the same sort of four or five attackers, you know, your Garcia's and Morelli's and Alex Marshall's and so on. Uh, so they should be fairly similar. Now, I guess the question will be, will that still work? Like, does, does mm-hmm. that counterattacking style, is it, is it sustainable for, for success over a longer period of time? I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think it'll be a little bit interesting to see if they do have to adapt to kind of a longer season and maybe to teams figuring them out a little bit because they're very talented. Uh, and I think, well, I think they, they might have to, you know, think about adding some more tools to the toolbox. Hart called this Stephen Hart, Stephen Hart, coach of coach of the Wanderers, uh, called this, uh, a, like a competitive preseason, which I thought was, uh, which I thought was apt considering their preparations as well. What's one question you want answered from this group? You mentioned like some of the, you know, some of the potential additions that they would need to make, like, I guess it's, can they keep, can they keep playing the way that they did at the Island games? Because ultimately it was effective, not to the, not to the very end, not the final, but ultimately it it worked, right? Yeah. I think the question is definitely, yeah, does this kind of counterattacking thing still work, but maybe more specifically, I think the question is probably who can fill that ball winning role in midfield that, that Suzuko had last year. I mean, it might be, it's probably, pole position going to Jeremy Gagnon Lapare. Uh but I think there's some other players, you know, I think Marcelo Polisi had yep. a chance there. And there's a few other new players coming into this mix who would probably fancy themselves as, as taking on that role. But it's also it's obviously such an important part of the way they play is just being able to press and to to punish mistakes that they need somebody to step up and, and really claim that job. 
Halifax versus Pacific on on Saturday. Who you got? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I would probably lean Pacific, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Pacific as well. Yeah. Don't don't, uh, don't punish us if we're wrong, please. Look, this is a competitive preseason. How are we supposed to know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this this is a... Maybe we can touch about uh, touch on Pacific quickly before we throw to to Christian um and to david like what's your big what's your big thought of this team coming uh, out because we you know our team previews have been rolling out this week um and you know ultimately you go away reading that pacific preview i get did you write that i can't remember someone wrote it uh and and i didn't we're just being fired up like the team the yeah. team just seems that much better right they're just so fun <laughs> i just really like watching this pacific team yeah they just they can just overwhelm pretty much anybody in the league with their attack. Uh, and I guess, I guess none of it matters again until, until we see them on the pitch. But I mean, Marco Bustos seems like he's on a bit of, you know, a mission to win that mm -hmm. player of the year award this year. And that might be really scary, especially when he's got, you know, somebody like Manny Aparicio taking some of the creative burden off of him, mm -hmm. especially in the middle, just let him kind of drift around and in, in the, wing channels and score a bunch of goals. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this, this Pacific team is pretty much the same as it was last year. Plus some more guys that make them a lot better, which is always kind of what you want your off season to be. And they're just fascinating, man. Mm -hmm. Marco Bustos. Yeah. He's just, he, he, he's been looking good. Cause he's been on my TV a lot recently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, one last time before we throw to to Commissioner Klanikin and, and Christian Jack. Opening weekend, the 2021 CPL season, 2 p.m. Eastern time for Ottawa versus Edmonton on Saturday, followed by Halifax and Pacific at 5 p.m. Eastern. And then we haven't touched on the games on Sunday yet, and we'll talk uh, talk about them obviously at length on Monday. Forge versus Valor, that's 2 p.m. Eastern time, 1 p.m. local for, for Valor fans. And then 5 p.m. Uh, Eastern time cavalry taking on York actually really interested to see that game. That's our come on match of the week as well uh, uh, on one soccer. So be sure to tune into that for a few extra surprises. Okay. We'll see you on Monday and folks, there will be games. Delighted now to be joined by the CPL commissioner, David Klanikan on a really exciting day for Canadian soccer and the Canadian Premier League. Uh, David, you've announced a new format for the league in 2021. Please share with us uh, your vision and the format for that with our listeners and viewers. Yeah, well, thanks, KJ. It's good to see you and uh, and obviously talk to you. Um, by the way, congratulations on on your work at One Soccer now. You've uh, you've hit the ground running for sure. Thank you. But, uh, but as far as the format's concerned, no, we're, we're very pleased with, with kick, doing the, what we're calling the kickoff in Winnipeg. All eight teams are on the ground now. We have just under 300 people there. I think it's just over about 275. Happy to report to everyone that we're showing negative results on all the pest testing we've done. So we're doing what we normally do, is, and that's adhering to the, the proper safety protocols. So we're very pleased there. This year, we've added a little twist, though, is uh, one of the things we're, we're talking about is um, people have been asking us, well, what's the format? We know you're in you're in Winnipeg. You're going to play through to the end of July. Uh, and then you're going to go back to home markets, which I've been very clear. That's what we want to do. Uh, let's go back to home markets. And the way things are starting to shape up in the country, we're going to be able to do that with fans and supporters in the stands. I couldn't be happier. I feel like it's Christmas Day for me right now. 
uh, especially with the the uh, announcement today in Ontario, which is is is, is good news all around because that's obviously the province we were worried the most about. So, uh, yeah, we're very good there. And so we've decided that what we want to do is we want to now bring four four teams into uh, into the I'll call it the playoff series uh, with the uh, with the four teams uh, when they're ranked first through fourth, they'll move forward. Two single game semifinals, one versus four, and then two versus three. Of course, the, the one and two teams would host that single game format. That's why they work so hard and the matches mean so much uh, throughout everything, KJ. So at the end of the day, we want every ma- every match to count. And so they're always going to be striving to be able to, to have their fans host that, that, that semifinal match. The two winners will then, will then play off in a one game final. And the, the winners, the two winners from the semifinal, that team which finishes highest in the standings again one more reason to want to be first right mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. you do is if you win in the semifinal game you get to host the championship match so a one game final we think that's going to be fantastic it gets us to where we want to be and we'll have a full season in we'll play all of our games like we had planned and and, and a good uh, a good uh, playoff and championship uh, round so that we can crown our champion we think it's uh, we've uh, we, we we were dealt lemons, so to speak, uh, in Canada this year, and I think we've made lemonade out of it with this solution. So we're very pleased. Yeah, really, a lot of things to, ple- to be pleased about. Let's dissect it and get into some of the information you mentioned. Obviously, expanding it to four teams. I know that's what we had last year at the Island Games as well, but a completely different format, really, with a tournament. Uh, why was it imperative for you and the and the league to expand it there? Is it just because it's a bit of a unbalanced schedule and also as you mentioned the illusion that almost every game is so important and I can really imagine the really excitement to get into that top four as the season goes on. Yeah, and you, you've hit it right on, KJ. The, the, the bottom line is that, that we definitely uh, we have an unbalanced schedule, just the way that we're doing it. And why we're doing the bit of the un, unbalanced schedule is really to keep the travel uh, and and the uh, exposure for our players, so the safety of our players, but also making sure that we get to play games at home. But but we want to keep travel to a minimum. So the back half of the year after we leave Winnipeg, there'll be some unbalanced that. So that's caused uh, most of that. But but we see it as a great opportunity, right? By adding another team in similar to what we did in, in uh, PEI in the Island games. I saw it last year, that last weekend, you know, when, when, when I was sitting with very few fans in the stands that were allowed in, in, in into the, the Island games uh, venue. Uh, it was amazing that last weekend because we had seven teams literally that were still in the hunt to make it to the final, I'll call it the final four to steal someone else's expression. Right. But, but we also had the eighth team who could have been a spoiler for somebody as well. So everybody was in it to win it that weekend. And you want that. It's uh, it's something that I admire about other leagues across the sea, so to speak, mm-hmm. that they kind of use promotion relegation as a, as a tool to keep everybody interested. Right. This is another way of doing it for us right now in the, in the part in where we are as a league, but I think it's going to work really well and, and, and Canadians are going to love it. I think so too. You talked also about what you learned last year from the Island Games and the rivalries are really starting to get going, aren't they, in the league? And rivalries are important in all sports, are they not? You know, to have that kind of, a little bit of friendly conflict, a little bit, and, and, and have that banter between fans. What you're going to now have is that the teams that are playing each other in the Winnipeg bubble right now will only play each other four times. Those out of regional games. The teams that aren't playing each other in the bubble right now will play each other, you know, collectively 16 times, you know, against three different opponents. That's really excitement as well. I know there's a lot of games against a lot of similar teams, but to gather that kind of rivalry is going to be an interesting momentum as well. 
Well, I think you're you're 100% right. I mean, we have some of those natural rivalry, rival rivalries, easy for me to say, that have that have that have happened over uh over the first couple of years whether it be 2019 and then obviously the Island Games. We we all know Cavalry Forge FC uh, it's a tinderbox. We know that, uh, but we're seeing it with the 905 Derby with 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 York United and and Forge. We know that's going to be there. We know that that FC Edmonton and Cavalry have got that rivalry. Everyone wants to play Pacific because they've got a bit of a swagger to them because they're from Vancouver Island. And of course, you've got the the guys that have gone from 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 last to to runners up last year at HFX Wanderers, who are really kind of uh, you know a relatively young team that are really feeling it themselves. So competition is all there and don't forget you've got you've got valor who always feels like they, they they're in the middle of the country and get forgotten yes. and atletico ottawa who hasn't played a game in their own stadium yet and everyone's going to want to be in ottawa when for the first time they get to play because i can tell you people there's a pent-up demand for for, for live professional football in that marketplace yeah, I agree with you. I'm really excited about that team and the way that they formatted that team as well in the offseason in Ottawa. We'll get to getting into market shortly. Just a quick word before we do uh, about what's coming. Obviously, kickoff in Winnipeg in the bubble this weekend. Uh, it's been over nine months since our league has been has really kicked a ball in anger and we've awarded a trophy. Uh, what does it say about the clubs, the owners, the players, everybody within this league, David, that they've had the the perseverance and the patience and the strength to get through this difficult time for everybody. And now here we go, getting ready to start a new season. Yeah. You know, it's, that's a great point. You know, our owners have been nothing but patient and, 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 but they preached patience to me when they, when they uh, invited me to come, come aboard this project, so to speak. So I, I fully expected that, but they've shown tremendous patience, incredible patience. Our players and coaches and staff have done a great job. The league office has been good. I think, you know, when I look at it and I look back, We've we've maintained our creativity, which we showed we had those that DNA in 2019. We've we've been we've shown that we're nimble and that we're prepared to try things and that we believe in the game and we won't go dark. We believe it's important to do it. But we're always gonna we're 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 a bit of rule followers. We're we're kind of that way in Canada, anyways. So the fact that we're we're, we're prepared to do it that way and work with people, I think that brings you along, right? And in the communities where we where we play football, people respect that. And, and I think we've garnered, a, 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 I think, a, a good level of, 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 of that respect. We still have to prove ourselves every single day. Mm-hmm. Every time we go out on the pitch, we've got to be better. And I, and I honestly, as I look at the, te- the teams as they're, as they're being put together this year and seeing all the players that have been signed, I, I really like the way the clubs are coming together. There's a, there's a, there's a deeper, an even deeper level of thought about how they're building their clubs. So I, I just think that the, the rivalries will be great, but the matches will be excellent. And the format just plays into that. Yeah, I agree with that. The standard of the, of the sport will go up, no question about it. Um, David, I know there's a lot of people listening to this who are big fans of their teams and just cannot wait to get them back in the stadium to put their scarves, their shirts on, to go and sing their songs and to cheer on their local teams. Uh, Share with us, if you can, some of the ideas you have. I know, obviously, nothing is in place right now, but um, coming out of the bubble, we expect it to be games potentially, as you said, into home markets. Uh, How do you see that with fans right away in certain areas? And and, and give us a, a little bit of a timeline, what you're looking at there. 
Well, there's no, there's no doubt. Um, right now, it's looking like uh, that the, the most of the markets will be open. We don't know for sure until the until the provinces, uh, basically, until they actually give it to us in writing and they and they announce it. Right? We 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 know there's going to be lots of protocols wrapped around that. Could be anywhere from 25 percent to 50 percent in 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 most of the markets, but we don't know. And again, we can't work on off of innuendo and, and rumors. Uh, we need it in writing. We need to see the protocols. We we need to be ready and, and make sure that it's seamless for our fans and supporters because we know that they're going to come back in droves. They're going to want to be there and experience that. The good news is they'll have enough confidence in the fact that we do things right. They'll feel good about coming to the games. I would say, and I and I said this, uh, you know, with a with a in, on an interview from PEI the other day, uh, basically saying that you know the best thing that we all can do as Canadians is, Canadians is get our vaccines. Get our vaccines. It's important. You look at what's happening in the country right now with the amount of vaccines that are out there and the, and the second doses. Those are that's important. It's important to the country, but it's also important to live sport and also to be able to go and enjoy the events that that we love the most. And, and in Canada, we love live sports. So uh, that, I think that's that's one message I'd like to put out there. But but we're gonna we're gonna have some fun this summer. That's for sure, KJ. Yeah, we'll have a lot of fun this summer. The fans will be back, and we're really excited to welcome them. Envision a moment after that then. You know what it's like in Canada. It's a beautiful time in fall. It starts to get a bit cooler. Then comes the playoffs. You talked about it earlier. Uh, I know in 2019, there was the, the, the brilliant rivalry you, you alluded to earlier between Cavalry and Forge about the two-legged playoff. We had that game last year at the Island Games, that one-off. Talk to us a little bit about how excited you are to have that one-game final uh, to, to award a champion in 2021. Well, certainly the one the one game final is very interesting for us because, I mean, you think about it, it's one game, it's 90 minutes, you know, 90 minutes extra time if right. needed. Right. But, uh, but at the end of the at the end of the day, it's 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 going to be decided on that day. And so the focus that championship day and the lead up to that championship day, I think the I don't know who would be more nervous at that point in time, the the the, the coaches and the players or the fans and supporters, depending on which teams, which teams are in. Right. But I, I just know that it, there's a huge build up to it. It's something that everyone's looking forward to and it gets really passionate. And so, you know, having been to some of the largest matches in the world overseas, it's an unbelievable experience. And it's not a, it's not a two or three hour experience. It's a two, three, four, five day experience for some Right. I was at the Champions League final in Madrid a couple of years ago. And I know for a fact there were 20,000 Liverpool fans that were in Madrid that didn't even have tickets for the game. Right. So that's what happens, right? And so I think it'll be, uh, it's going to be a great, uh, a great final, no matter which team is in it. And uh, I'm hoping we get a lot of travel from fans. We know that people will be ready for that as well. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting 2021. As you said earlier, we didn't know how it was going to look, but 112 match season with playoffs and a final and a champion awarded in November. We cannot wait. David, congratulations on getting to this news and to getting this stage. I know you deserve a ton of credit and you've got a great team around you as well. Thanks so much for your time today and we'll catch up again soon. All right, KJ. Thanks very much. And also, I do want to thank the province of Manitoba and the municipality of Winnipeg, they've done such a great job for us. They've opened their doors to us, uh, their hearts, their minds, their doors. And uh, we're very, very pleased to be kicking off in one of our home markets. Uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, well, very well said. A reminder, kickoff starts on Saturday, 1.30 Eastern on One Soccer as we get going with FC Edmonton against Atletico Ottawa.